Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual, with your host, Lachelle Lowe-Chardet, founder of Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and Wiseheart PDX. Hello. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for joining me today as we talk about the subtleties of gratitude practice. Hmm. I'm very passionate about this particular practice because I I love its simplicity and accessibility. And so today I want to first mention what it's not, and then talk about eight ways to understand gratitude, and then name three specific practices. Okay, let's jump in. So first, what I'm not pointing to is some conditioning around social etiquette and that pressure we have to say thank you in an uncomfortable way, just as a part of what you're supposed to do. So I just wanna name that and name and have compassion for any conditioning you have about what a good person is supposed to do and how they're supposed to say thank you and send a card or whatever it might be for you. And I also don't want to present gratitude as some sort of spiritual bypassing or a strategy for denying the suffering in the world or avoiding your own pain and suffering. It's a practice all by itself, not meant to avoid or escape. In fact, we could say that it allows us to be present for suffering and pain with much more skill, wisdom, and compassion. Okay, I wanna jump into these eight ways of understanding gratitude. The first is gratitude as a humble acknowledging of interdependence and infinite causality. A sinking into the mystery. When you sink into a moment of having gratitude for a scene in nature that has so much complexity, the way the plants are growing, the way they relate to each other, the way the insects are involved, the way the fungi under the soil are supporting the trees and those bugs are supporting underneath that. It just goes on and on and on. There's layers and layers of complexity in just a simple moment of being in nature. So recognizing that and really seeing what you see, relating to what you see, and seeing what you don't see, 
imagining the layers of activity in a, just a simple moment of looking at a tree and the surrounding flowers, grasses, bushes. Just taking that moment to acknowledge there's so many things going on there that you don't understand, that you don't actively participate in, and yet you get to stand there and take in that beauty. You get to receive the beauty, the preciousness of life in that moment. Pretty incredible, pretty intense, really. And in that moment, you're taking a break from conditioning that says, ooh, I do things, I make things happen, right? A very capitalist idea, right? Were these individuals making, thing ha- making things happen? Such a harmful delusion in so many ways. You're taking a break from that separated sense of self that says, I produce, I achieve, I earn, I deserve. Oof. When you take a break from that kind of conditioning and allow yourself to marvel at the simplicity of what's just given to you every day. That's a beautiful moment of expansion. For me, it's a spiritual practice. And it's a moment, hopefully, of deep receiving, of nourishing yourself. So that's the first aspect of gratitude I wanted to name this humbling, entering into and receiving from the interdependence of our world and from the infinite mystery that it is. Taking a moment of awe and wonder there. The second aspect I want to name is gratitude as a way of honoring the gift of this life. When you enter into gratitude in any way, you're loving and celebrating all of creation, all of the universe, all that you experience and perceive, that limitless wonderment. You're opening to that It's like you're entering the party of creation, the shared creativity, growth, spontaneity, play. And when you do that, that's saying, I honor what's been given to me. I honor all beings that have helped to give it, visible and invisible. And you're interrupting that mind that says, I already know, I already understand how things work. I control, right? Ah, you're taking a break from that mind and entering into that mysterious and dynamic flow of life with a sense of honoring. Hmm, 
And then maybe brings you an integrity, right? Brings you into that integrity with your values around care and sacredness. The third aspect of gratitude I want to name is understanding it as a relaxed and simple contentment. It doesn't have to be a gratitude based on a peak experience or, right, a trip to a waterfall or a gigantic gift from someone else. It can just be entering into a relaxed and simple contentment, just as you notice the gifts around you, the chair you're sitting on, the car you're driving, the nature around you as you walk, the headphones that allow you to walk and listen at the same time. A relaxed and simple contentment. Interrupting the habits of craving, of looking for a problem, of thinking things should be different, of wanting to be just a little more comfortable. (laughs) There's so many habits there for many of us, right? And so just noticing, ah, that's nice. Oh, how lucky am I I get to go for a walk today. Ah, I get to listen and take something in today. Just keeping it simple. The fourth aspect of gratitude is understanding gratitude as a form of healing. I want to name some very specific points with this around two aspects in particular. First is just the continuous practice of gratitude brings you into your wholeness. Just the expansive energy and the actual physiological relaxation that occurs when you're in gratitude, that itself is supporting your body and your hearts and your energy's natural tendency towards wholeness and healing. That's a thing that's occurring naturally when we're not blocking it with tensing up. So gratitude opens the door to a natural process of healing and wholeness because it helps you enter into a form of relaxation and expansion in which blood circulates, you breathe more deeply, and your energy flows. And the second aspect is... mm, You know, sometimes I just want to name that the second aspect can be thrown around a lot as spiritual bypassing. So I want to be conscious of that. And I want to name it for 
the particular time and place that it can occupy, not as a bypass. And that's gratitude for our challenges. When the time comes, when we've reached a certain place in processing something, in integrating something, we start to notice, ah, having experienced that particular challenge, I now have this particular greater capacity for compassion. I now have a particular wisdom born of experience. I now have skills that I had to develop to get through that challenge. And so as you enter into gratitude for those things that are now the benefits of having experienced, gone through a very difficult experience, you open up a space in which you might also access forgiveness for yourself or someone else in a particular situation. You might enter into a greater sense of acceptance, which dissolves resentment and anger and holding on to what should have been. At even deeper layers, you dissolve guilt and shame, toxic regret. We could say those are toxic forms of regret. Regret itself, I think, can just be kind of a, a wake-up call, like, oof, I, I just was out of integrity, right? So this means reflecting on a challenge and asking yourself, ooh, am I ready to look at what I received from that challenge? And really get specific and name for yourself what is the wisdom that came from that? How can I access compassion for certain kinds of people or certain kinds of situations that I couldn't before I had the experience myself? What very particular skills did I develop? So gratitude can become healing when you're willing to enter into that contemplation that practice of reflection. And maybe you do that on your own, journaling, or maybe you do that with support from someone else, receiving empathy, deep listening. So that's gratitude as healing. The fifth I want to bring forward is gratitude as returning to your natural expansive state. Even though in this world, it seems like anxiety is our natural state. Because we live in systems of racism, exclusion, oppression, mm, dramatic, inequitable distribution of resources. And 
uh, incredible conditioning around fear, right? Much of media is just stimulating fear, stimulating fear, stimulating fear. Disaster, crisis. But anxiety is not your natural state. Your natural state is one of expansion. The whole universe is expanding, and so are you. That's your natural home state. And so gratitude helps you remember, oh, yeah, this is what really what it's like to be me. It's actually not about gratitude and fear. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. Anxiety and fear. It's not about anxiety and fear. It's about gratitude, expansion, joy, celebration, and of course, most fundamentally, love. So with gratitude, we're coming home to ourselves. Number six, gratitude as presencing. That's a word that I've made up. I really like it, presencing. Mm. Coming into presence and coming into your body in immediacy, a concreteness, not a thought of thank you or a list of things I'm thankful for. That's part of it, that's important, that matters, that's helpful. And there's more, really noticing the experience of gratitude in your body, letting your attention rest there, in your body as you enter gratitude practice in the here and now. The more you enter into the full body experience of gratitude, the more you condition yourself to access that doorway. We have that power of conditioning that we talked about in other podcasts. I think those podcasts, specifically training your attention podcasts, how to direct your attention. So the more you enter into gratitude as a fully here and now embodied state, the more you train your attention to go there. The more you come home to yourself, the more you know what's true for you, authentic for you. When you continue to knock on the door of your consciousness in a particular way, asking your consciousness to enter into gratitude, your consciousness opens that door more and more for you without you even trying eventually. That's what we call habit, right? Okay, when we get to the practices, we'll talk a little bit more about that specific embodiment of gratitude. Number seven, gratitude as a way of training your attention. So noticing with that focused curiosity 
You train your attention. I would love for you to have all kinds of reminders for training your attention. Set your intention with a practice, a spiritual friend, practice friend, a friend you're practicing with. Hang post-it notes. Take lots of breaks in your day. We talk more about ways to train your, train your attention in the Train Your Attention podcast, how to direct your attention podcast. But basically, we're trying to create those new defaults of where does your attention go when you're on default. Realizing that at any moment, you can choose to look up both figuratively and literally, to notice beauty, to notice aliveness, to notice supportive others, to notice the miracle of your pet, the bigness of the sky, the shape of the clouds, the spaces in between the shapes. You can choose to direct your attention at any moment. It's just a matter of remembering that you can choose until it's a habit. Okay, let's look at number eight, our last one. Gratitude as appreciation in specific relationships in a specific way. In Mindful Compassionate Dialogue, the framework we work with here at Wise Heart, we say that we can express appreciation relative to what exactly happened that met a need for us. What exactly happened that met a need for you? So really pulling that out. And of course, when I say the word need, I'm talking about the universal needs list. You can find a copy on our website. Needs like trust, connection, empathy, love, support, choice, freedom, dignity, respect, honor, collaboration, inclusion, belonging, authenticity, intimacy, to name a few. So appreciation then is really having that vocabulary of universal needs, which I really, really encourage you to memorize, right? Memorize the universal needs list. You can memorize five a day. You could look up various mnemonic techniques to do that, right? Without that vocabulary, it's more difficult to arrive at deeper layers of connection with yourself and others. So I really encourage you to memorize that list. So then when we say thank you to someone, 
and you have this vocabulary, there's an incredible power there. Because when you say, thank you, when you offered me that, ah, I really enjoyed a sense of companionship and being understood. Thank you. That person recognizes the energy, the energy of companionship and understanding. And they can enter into that particular energy with you when you name those words. That's pretty amazing right there. That's a deepening of resources right there, just with those two words. And in addition, as you name more specifically how their specific action met a specific need for you, you give them information about how to love you, how to contribute to you, how to support you. That's pretty important information. Human beings love to contribute. Love to contribute. If you've ever had a broken leg or broken arm and you've been in a cast and you've had trouble managing physical things, you know that's true if you're around other people because when the need when it's so obvious, when the need is obvious and the action to meet the need is very obvious, people can't wait to help. They love to be of service, to help. So when you give that feedback to someone about how they helped, oof, that's really nourishing. It's nourishing something central to what it means to be a human being. To be human is to be of service. That's why we're here. To love deeply and be of service. So appreciation is pretty important then because it's connected to that fundamental sense of purpose that we all search for and thrive with when we have it. So those are the eight aspects or understandings of gratitude that I wanted to share with you. Now I want to share with you three specific practices and then we'll close. You can Think about gratitude as an experiential practice, and we can name very specific experiential doorways. And so, one simple way to divide experience is to divide experience into body, heart, mind, and energy. You could divide experience lots and lots of ways. That's just an obvious one. So I'm going to give you this practice for yourself. You can sit down and for body, you could, I'm going to give you categories for each one and a little bit of an example quickly, but you can do it for yourself. Think an example of an example for each one. 
for body, you could focus on pleasant sensations and intern to gratitude. You can focus on the five senses and in each sense, enter into gratitude. For heart, you could focus on the gratitude of being in service, like we just named. You could focus on positive feelings and enjoying them. You could focus on being loved, someone who loves you in the sense of being loved. Healing or play. For mind, you could focus on something you learned or a sense of clarity. Gratitude for entering into equanimity. Gratitude for the capacity to focus or the capacity to enter into concentration. For energy, you could focus on feeling the space in between. I'll let you fill in the blank there. A quality of energy that you sense in yourself or someone else or in a space. Energetic supports that come your way fresh air, water, a thunderstorm, positive ions at the ocean, feeling energy move in your body. You can feel energy most easily if you rub your palms together for a while and then just put your attention on the center of your palms. That might be the most simple way to feel your energy if that's a new practice for you and gratitude for aliveness as a form of energy okay that's practice one experiential doorways to gratitude practice two I invite you to consider if you have a spiritual friend or even with your pet to just sit down and just set a timer for five minutes. And for five minutes, just express aloud in any way that's authentic for you, gratitude. And don't stop until the timer goes off. It'll be especially helpful in this practice if you don't let the mind that says, yeah, but interfere. Well, I'm really grateful for this, but I could have done more, or they could have also, right? That mind will probably pop up. Just don't let it interfere. Just don't let that come in there. You can just say hi to it and keep going on your practice. And the last one is offering specific appreciations. So we talked a little bit about that already. So I would encourage you to, if you want to enter into that practice and really train yourself that way, train your heart, body, and mind, to pick, to pick a particular environment or a particular relationship, or maybe even an upcoming event, and reflect on whatever you've chosen and go ahead and look at the needs list and name the needs that have been met for you in this environment or relationship in the past 
or review the behaviors of someone you've chosen and make a guess at their intention, the needs they're trying to meet, and see if it matches the needs that are met for you. Set, set for yourself a very specific appreciation practice. Maybe just for the coming week with a particular person or in a particular place or environment. Choosing something like that helps you remember. It gives you a cue. Thank you so much for being with me. I hope that in being with me, you've been able to really enter into the power of gratitude as a spiritual practice, as a practice that brings you home to yourself, as a practice that helps you enter into your natural state of expansion. Thank you so much. Radiating love from my heart to yours. You can learn more about Mindful Compassionate Dialogue and find free resources, live offerings, and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with WiseHeart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.